And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. We're both here. The energy in the gym is full. Full. Overflowing. With energy. It's glorious. Overflowing with energy. Just all that energy. There is such a great energy in the gym, boys and girls. It's fantastic. Love it. You know why there's a great energy in the gym? Why? Because we just, just rewatched the latest Obi-Wan trailer. We did? <laughs> it's not possible. It's not possible to be too excited about that. I'm super stoked. It's incredible. Obi-Wan is my dude. It's incredible. My favorite character in Star Wars, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. One of the things we're going to talk about today is we're going to kind of pull the lens back to go big and look at the holistic expansion of this Marvel Cinematic Universe that we have enjoyed for so long. But one thing that must be noted before we get fully into that conversation is that the fact that we are getting an Obi-Wan Kenobi show with Ewan McGregor reprising his role as the great Obi-Wan, that, that wasn't possible. That was just a pure fan dream and that's as far as it ever would have gotten as recently as three years ago two years ago i mean incredible incredible that the advent of these streaming services disney plus in particular <clears throat> has led us to this point where we're getting this kind of just dream fulfillment fan content it's impossible to be too excited for this, Riles. It's going to be fantastic. It's true. It's incredible. It's so true. Just imagine. We're coming in hot. Like we're getting right on topic today. The fact. Right on topic. The fact that it's literally the Empire being like, "All right, Obi Wan's alive. Let's go get him." Right. So let's send everybody and their mother after this guy. We're gonna find him. Yes. And we're gonna try to kill him. Yeah. And it's like, nah, fam. I'm Desert Jesus. And he's like, you ain't killing me. Look at this flow and this beard. It's so awesome. It's amazing. It is just so awesome. Because I I had just not thought that much. Again, I, I haven't watched the... I've not watched any of the animated like Clone War series. So I don't know. So you got to clear, clear this up for me. Okay. Does any of that have to do with... Post episode three, pre episode four, or is it strictly in that like legitimate Clone Wars saga? So, from what I understand and what I've seen, the Clone Wars is between two and three, right? And literally, the final season shows like what's going on from other angles of episode three. Yep. So okay. it's showing like what Ahsoka okay. was doing, and it was sure. showing like a bunch of other stuff like that. Right. And then I believe. There is a uh, there's another animated show called uh, Star Wars Rebels, mm. and I haven't seen any of that, but I know they do show a little bit of older Obi Wan fighting okay. like Darth Maul again. Sure, like I'm talking like old old though, like so I'm assuming it's right in between hmm. three and four, and it's showing what's happening because the Inquisitors which are like the bad guys shown right. in the trailer, those right. guys are like the mm -hmm. main antagonists for mm -hmm. that cartoon. Mm -hmm. So right. after that, I got nothing. I haven't seen anything of okay. Rebels. Fair enough. So point is, where I was going with this is I have not thought about a whole lot, hey, 
what happens between episodes three and four of Star Wars with Obi-Wan in particular, right? I think what I had thought all along was, well, he goes into hiding and is not pursued. And so the fact that we're getting a show that's instead taking that lengthy, lengthy off period and saying, no, actually, he, he was hunted. He was actively pursued. He wasn't just allowed to sleep fade into the you know into the the sand so to speak a lot more intriguing a lot more worthwhile so i think it's i i really think that's outstanding i love the little tease in there where you see obi interacting with luke's uncle and trying to talk him into the idea of hey we've got an opportunity here to train luke up when the time is right we need to take advantage of that and Luke's uncle Owen is going hard past my dude. <laughs> Remember how that worked out with his dad? Wow. <laughs> Remember what we said about saying true but unhelpful things? Like that's what this is. That hurts. That hurts. That hurt me. Wow. Watching that because it was not Obi Wan's fault. Obi Wan did everything. Well, I shouldn't say he did everything right. He did mostly everything right. It was hard. Can't always control those results, can we? No. Now, if anything, it's on the guys being like. Uh, yeah, you're qualified to be a master, but yeah, right. we're not going to make you a master because, you know, there's this potential darkness. And they're like, okay, let's push the darkness. <laughs> right. Well, I just love that Joel Edgerton, who plays Uncle Owen, is also in this show. Because if I recall correctly, I think Joel was cast as Uncle Owen, you know, a decade plus ago, way back whenever it was that episode three originally yeah. came out. And. At the time, Joel wasn't a terribly well-known actor. Boy, decade, it, it's been longer than that. I got to IMDb this and take a look. But that's great. Like, that's great that even a detail that could have easily been not necessarily overlooked, but just adjusted. Like, well, we can't get Joel. He's more well-known now. He's harder to schedule. Like, the fact they got him in this show gives me a lot of hope. Obviously, Ewan McGregor being back as Obi-Wan is by far, by far, the most critical piece of this show, having a chance to being... Uh, being very successful and being worthwhile. And it will be. And it will be. But I'm very encouraged by by that little piece. That's that's a little piece that can pay big, big dividends. I am I am ride or die for you and McGregor. You bet. I am ride or die. If it, they came out tomorrow morning and they're like, hey, you and McGregor just blew, blew up a preschool, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm with him. I'm still with him. Ride or die. That's dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is commitment on your part. That is... Wow. Wow. I'm just saying the dude can't do any wrong. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so you're saying you just wouldn't believe that that it actually happened. You said no, that there's look no at way. him. Okay. He is okay. space Jesus. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the poor guy. He's 2005, that's when episode three came out. My goodness. Oh, man. Wild. I so, remember when that movie's coming out. So that's that's great. That's outstanding. And Joel Edgerton's an absolute stud, so I hope he has a uh, a nice, meaty part of this show. I don't think that'll be uh, I don't think that'll be time poorly spent at all. I think that's going to be outstanding. I mean, and, and it's coming out soon. I mean, we're May 27th. We are a mere three weeks away from episode one of this puppy dropping and here's part of what i love in terms of the anticipation is we've had two trailers totaling three minutes 
Trailer one, trailer two. And I don't need any more. Minutes. Nope. Teaser was like, oh, it's here. Nope. And then the first trailer was like, okay, this is what it's about. Correct. And now I don't need anything else. When does it come out? July? June? No, it comes out May 27th. It comes out this month? That's what I was, it comes out this that's what I said. month? We're three weeks away, guy. Three weeks away. <laughs> what? <sighs> I told you, it's not possible to be too excited. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Actually, that's not true. A lot of good things have happened in my life. But this is this is up there. This is up there. I did not realize it was this month, Jordan. Yeah, but We are spoiled. Spoiled. Uh, there is no doubt. How long are the episodes? Have they said? No. Have not said. I'm sure we won't know. Oh, my gosh. But I would guess somewhere in that 40-minute range. This guy, ah, man. Possibly a little more, but... A limited... Oh. Yep. My God. You know what sucks, though? They didn't show off his lightsaber yet. So he better. Well, he I, used we, a blaster. We yeah, saw. Him. Yeah, we saw him that use was a blaster. A blaster. But I was like, "Where's the saber?" Baby? Absolutely blaster. I'm assuming he's just not using it to stay low key. But you know, he's gonna have to whip it out eventually. Here's a good. Here's a great question for you. All right, agreed. He's gonna use the saber. Does he use it before episode six? This is gonna be a six episode event, and I think to be clear, like we're anticipating, this is a a one off. This is not they, a episode one with more. Or sorry. Season one with more seasons to come. They correct? have they have stated it is a limited series. Yeah. So we are limited to these six episodes, where Ewan is going to pour out his heart and soul to everyone. But yes, continue. So, do you think the saber comes out before episode six? Let me or tell they you. Save it to episode I'm going to tell you right now. If they save it till episode six, I will burn the entire Disney World down to the ground. I do not give a shit. Well, Disney World's gone then I, because it's going to be – they're going to make you wait. I think – They're going to make you I wait. I think it'll be – we probably won't see it episode one. New. My guess is oh man, the latest episode three. Wow, okay. I love your optimism. Because you know how many people with lightsabers are coming after this man? Okay? You have like 14 different inquis- inquisitors mm-hmm. or how, however many inquisitors there are. I Multiple, don't know. Multiple, many inquisitors. I don't know how many – I think Chance said 12. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to say 12. Like okay. the 12 disciples. Okay? So you have 12 of them. <laughs> Darth Vader is their Jesus in this context? Yes. Ouch. Space. Tough. Jesus. Okay. But anyways. Okay. well he no, that, They've got it a little backwards, don't they? They do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, you can't not have his lightsaber ready to go at that point in time. Like, one of them is going to find out, find him and be like, that's Obi. That's Obi-Wan. The Jedi. I, listen, I hope you're right. I would love to see Obi with the lightsaber prior to Episode Six, but I think the earliest we're going to see it is the end of Episode Five. I will be very I, like I, last I, five minutes, last three minutes. I want of Episode know, Five. I want you to know right now. I will be visibly, visibly livid if we don't get it. Do you know why I think this? Because it's not going to be focused on the science. No, it's gonna no, be, no, no. Jake Loxley. Jake. Jake Loxley. Jake, sorry, Jake Lockley. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be no, a dick you. about it. No, thank you. I was being a dick about it. No, I'm you sorry. weren't. No, you weren't. Just a little bit. You corrected me, and I deserve that. Jake Lockley. That's why. No. No. <laughs> I refuse. Okay? We'll get into that in a little bit, but I refuse to go down like that, all right? You know how dirty that would be? That'd be so, I do. so dirty. I do. Hey, it's going to be great. I'm fascinated to see how much of Hayden Christensen we get in this show. Also allegedly repri- reprising, not allegedly, but genuinely reprising his role as Darth Vader. 
Well, yeah, because they're definitely going to fight in the last episode. Think so? Ooh, I think so. I think they're going to fight in the last episode. So that's why you know the lightsaber is coming out in episode six. Right. Okay. Yes. Because I feel like Obi. See, I feel like they're going to be sending Inquisitors left and right after him, okay? Yep. And Obi-Wan's going to fight him off one by one, and then Vader's like, fine, I'm going to do this myself, and then somehow Obi-Wan still makes it out by the skin of his teeth and the hair on his little nips, and he's just going to get out there. But that's just a guess. (laughs) Hair of his little nips. I don't know how to come back from that. That's incredible. But you know what I mean? Like, I just... Love that Kumal Nanjiani is in this. Yeah, what is his role? I didn't no even know clue. he was in this. No clue. No idea. We've got Grand Inquisitors. I'm guessing he's a... Here's my guess for, for Kumal. I will bet you he is a, he's a Jedi we just haven't met yet. How do you feel about that? I'm 50-50 on that. Okay. I'll take those odds. I'm 50-50. I'll take that. Because... Not very many Jedi survived the purge. Mm-mm. So I, I'd be curious to see, okay, how did he survive? Because, let's see here. The, the Jedi we know that survived, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and that was shown in part three. Mm-hmm. And then you have the two Jedi and Rebels, because those were two were the focus of that. And then you had Baby Yoda. Did I mention Baby Yoda already? No. Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, a.k.a. Git age up dude um and then you have so there's at least five harsh words harsh (laughs) but regardless of how i feel so there's at least a handful um but uh i don't know it would be interesting to see how if if he is how he would survive fair enough that's where i'm going with him because i just he definitely would not be a serious Jedi. Why not? I just can't see him as a serious. Like you, you. Isn't that what we need? Don't we need a Jedi with a little bit of humor? Like the Jedi with the most that has expressed the most humor out of across all these movies is Yoda. Do not take away from Obi Wan. That dude's humor is on point as well. Not like comedic, but his sarcasm is. Perfect. He's got like the dad sarcasm. Yeah, it's great. That's it's fantastic. Don't disagree. I don't disagree. But we haven't had a genuinely, hey, your main or one of your main attributes is your humor. Like when I think of Obi Wan, I'm not thinking of the humor. I agree. He's oh, got it in sorry. the back pocket, but it's not a primary uh, asset it's at his disposal. Bit, it's a little bit of sass that you, you can't. Just, you so, have to love. So that's what I'm looking for. That'd be great. I would take that in a heartbeat. Fair enough. I, I'll be interested to see what he does. You bet. You bet. Well, this is great. This is great. What a high note to, to kick this episode off on. Obi-Wan kicks off on May 27th. I don't think we're going to get any more trailers between now and then. Nor, and nor should we. Nor should we. We don't need them. We don't want Doctor them. Doctor Strange. We're here to watch spots. it. Idiots. Yeah. Absolute idiots. Yeah. And Kevin Feige even said, yeah, we showed too much. How are you not in charge of the marketing, man? You are. All right, hold the rant. It'll come. It'll come. It's too. It's too early for the rant. Sorry. It's okay. It's Sorry, okay. I just it triggered. It's You're triggered. full. Like we said, the energy is full. Oh, yeah, we dude. triggered you a little bit there. I haven't even gotten into the full rant. That's going to be come back, Right. Let's come back to the happy zone. Let's get back to the happy zone. All right. Because we need to have our typical off-topic 
conversation. Okay. Yes. Okay. Before we delve into the the business Fair enough. Fair of the episode, right? Okay. In the lightsaber conversation. Yes. What color of a lightsaber are you wielding? All right. Okay. And then what style of handle? Like, are you going full Darth Maul? Give me the double blades. Are you going something a little more traditional and streamlined, like the classic Luke Luke Skywalker blade? Something with a little flavor, like the Count Dooku, with a little little hook at the end for a little kinda, hand play, right? Ah, man, I gotta I gotta look at a well, little yeah. bit of the handles, but I think I'm leaning I'm leaning towards like the curve, mm-hmm. like Dooku's got. Mm-hmm. I think that's a nice little. Now I don't want anything that attaches. Now here's the question: okay. Do you okay. dual wield or single wield? It, see, I I might be that guy that does dual wield, but only if I need to. Like, okay. like I lose okay. one. You know how often you're watching these movies and you're like, man, how do you lose the one weapon out of your hand that you need? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how often Jedi are just careless and drop their saber or they get it knocked out of their hand? It happens too frequently. It happens too, it happens frequently. too frequently. So Especially either, when you have the force at your disposal. Like, how, how are we not... If Captain America can make it through all these movies and... The only time that he doesn't have his shield is when it gets splintered by Thanos. Or he gives it Or up. he gives it away willingly. How can a Jedi not hang on to the damn lightsaber? And he, there, there's a simple solution to this, Jordan. Okay. So I sure. would have sure. I would have the Dooku handles yep. with the Wii remote ropes that I can just, you know, attach to my hand. Because nobody's going to knock that off, right? It's just like... Oh, you knocked it. Oh, wait, hold on. The Wii remote. And then you just pop it back up. Incredible. You know? Why didn't they think of that? The Jedi have been around for thousands of years, and they haven't figured this one out yet. They they keep dropping their lightsabers like, there's nothing we can do. There there is no way to improve this. We've maxed out the options. Gravity is undefeated. We just, we can't do anything else, guys. Like, for real. Like, I just, that always bothered me. It's like, yep. how are you dropping the most essential Correct. part of your livelihood? Correct. You are known for that saber. It's insane to me. So that's the handle. And now, here's the real question, Jordan, because each color represents a part of, like, the person. Okay. So you can't just pick a color if it doesn't, like, match your thing. So I would probably be either purple or white. Mm. Now, let's see here. Lightsaber. Lightsaber, okay. Okay. Lightsaber color meanings, because I'm gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna we're go gonna, deep. We're gonna go deep in this. Okay. We're gonna make this an official thing. Yes, we're gonna. So, yeah. Let me see here. I know that you can go to the Star Wars theme park and build your own lightsaber. I, I feel like I have to do that at some Eventually. point in my life. That has to be done. It just has to. It has to be done. Everybody that I've ever seen that has posted on the social medias their picture of their own lightsaber hanging up in their home. It's like. Oh, got it. That's so awesome. It is so cool. awesome. I mean, that... I want, I, want, I want to do that. I want to go get my own wand. Have you seen this? Have you seen that lightsaber? Uh, no, I have not taken notice I, of that. Here, I will grab that. Do it. Chance do it. got it for me for, like, a birthday present. That's great. There you go, Chance. Clutch. There you go. Yeah. Nice streamlined handle. There's some good weight to it. Some good heft there. Yes, it is a nice handle. Good purple glow. And it's it's a beaut. I love it. And, like... He, he picked it out just for me. Like he's like, that's that's the handle I think you would like. Love it. Yes. Well, it's just uh, well chosen chance. So I'm just gonna leave this right here because no, it belongs with you. Of course. But so you know, like the green lightsaber are more for the Jedi's that are force based. Okay. No, uh, this is new. This is new to me. Okay. I don't pretend to know everything by any stretch of the imagination in the Star Wars realm. So 
uh, hit me with this knowledge. This is great. So the green are like Jedi users that are more in touch with the Force. They sure. use the Force to fight more than they sure. use their, their blades. Yep. The blue are combat specialists, so they would rather get in Ooh. your face with their lightsabers okay. rather than the Force. So okay. Obi-Wan, Anakin, blue lightsabers because okay. they like to be up in your stuff. Okay. And Obi-Wan was a great hand-to-hand combatant. And then you have... Yoda with the green lightsaber, yep. obviously a, a wizard with the Force, yep. a literal space wizard, and then obviously the red or the dark side. It's because the well, Chris, yeah, Luke Skywalker ends up using a green saber. Yeah, he goes from blue to green. Yeah, right. And then uh, purple is like a mix of like you're on the light side, but the dark side has like because Mace could tap into the dark side a little bit. Ooh. Not frequent, but okay. also Mace Windu created his own um, fighting style. Of course he did. Yes. Mace freaking Windu. Yes, I live with a Star Wars expert, so <laughs> this is only the, the only reason I know. Hey, half of tap stuff. into those resources. That's outstanding. But yeah, the okay. Red... So you, you'd have a little bit of a little bit of a hook on the handle. Yes, you're favoring that Count Dooku style, like that. Yes. Okay. And I think I think I'm leaning either. Let's see here. This is not. This is not what I want. What color would you lean to? I'm thinking purple. Yeah. I'm thinking purple or like white, or I could also see um, yellow be a thing. Okay. Like uh, we know, Ray had the yellow towards the end. Right. And uh, let's, let's see. Yeah. See, it's all about the personalities and stuff. Um. Yeah, maybe not yellow. <laughs> uh, I'd probably be white. Okay. If I'm being honest, user, users are ne- neutral between Jedi and Sith, but still are incredibly loyal to a faction they deem worthy. So that's what like Ahsoka rocks towards mm-hmm. the like when she's older. Yep. So I'd probably be white because let's be real, Jedi's are buzz kills, and the Sith are just they're bummers. The Sith are bummers. The Jedi's are buzz kills. I don't want to be a part of either. I'll just do my own thing. You're an independent. That's what Ahsoka does. Sure. Ahsoka's like. I'm going to follow my gut and not you ding-dongs. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel like okay. i okay. And also because I'm not like... You're on the Ahsoka path. And I'm also not like... Like Mace is kind of just like a... Like I'm not, I'm not emo. I'm not to speak harshly about Mace Windu. I love... You? First of all, I love Mace Windu. Okay, but not? He's kind of emo. <laughs> kind of emo. Can't okay, you help, see me him, help me get can't there. Can't you see him rocking out to like heavy metal? Because like I said, he has to tap into the dark side. So he's like... That guy that would be... Uh... See, when I think emo, I think of, like, unnecessarily somber, right? Okay, Where it's now, like, okay, okay, you're, you're just, you're down for no reason other than that's your that's your vibe. Okay, fair enough. So more like, uh, maybe I think, like... I think Mace is pretty, like, uh, grim. He, I was hard to say, get that guy to, to he, laugh. He's hardcore. Yes. And that's why he taps into both sides. Sure, okay? sure. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm way too fun and hilarious to be that guy. So it's either... Yeah, those are my options. Okay. So I'm going to say white. Okay, so a little hook, a little white. I like that. I'm intrigued by by the dual wield. A little dual, bit shorter blades. Dual, dual wielding. Overall, is. but dual wield. Like that you can combine or like just two? two? I'm thinking of two independent. I, I, I'm not sure I would see the merit in combining. I love the idea of dual wield. I love the defensive uh, addition that can come with essentially having a having a guard up at all times. I agree. I think that'd be really sneaky. I think it'd be tough to defend against as well. Um, mm-hmm. Green's a really tough color to, to dislike. 
but green or purple would be would be great. Yeah, personality-wise, I don't know which direction I'd want to necessarily say I tend towards, but I, I think I lean more towards the green, like being able to have that force power. That's, Dude, that's, the, that's the f- underrated. That is underrated, but so often when it is underrated, that's where it is also underestimated and ends up being that deciding factor well, in those combats. There's so many force abilities that they haven't even gone in depth with. Mm-hmm. Like you just saw like, I mean, in Mando, you're like, oh, they can heal people mm. with the force. You know, mm-hmm. that was an, an, an interesting thing to see. That's new. You know, I mean, moving objects is sick as hell too, but like there's so much you can do with the force well, that hasn't that been tapped in the... into. Right, in the Rise of Skywalker, like, Rey had the ability to heal as well. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yep. And then you had uh, Luke, who could just create a hologram mm-hmm. planets away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, anything's possible. Wild stuff. Wild, Wild stuff with the Force, so I support that. Yeah, and as far as, like, no, I, th- I think that's good. Good discussion. Good talk. Good talk. All right, hey, that was a lot of fun. That was a nice change of pace as far as how we intro these episodes, going a little off the, the typical rhythm. That's great. Let's let's jump back onto that paved road. We got some Moon Knight to talk about. Episodes five and six. Six just came out yesterday, so we're we're a day behind. And then we've got Doctor Strange coming out tomorrow. So just a absolute. I mean, this is a this is a burger with extra bacon of Marvel content right here. I love bacon. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? So we got, a lot of, <laughs> we got a lot of great things to chat about, and we'll dive into We'll keep counting down on my top 30 films. But without much further ado, Riles, Moon Knight, Episodes 5, Episode 6, they came out. Episode 5, just by way of recap, dealt almost exclusively in the flashback territory where we got to see a lot of the origin of Mark Spector, which I did not, frankly, anticipate. I thought we had already had, like, this was already the origin for Mark Spector or Moon Knight, and so I didn't think we were going to get more of that, but they certainly tapped into that past that much more to see where Stephen Grant, that personality, came from. Um, so that's what we saw a lot of in Episode 5. Not a lot was tangibly happening outside of the... The flashback realm, right? A lot more time in the the psychiatric ward with uh, psychiatrist Harrow, which we learned, hey, that's all just happening in Mark Spector's head, right? Not a tangible, real place. This is just a aspect of his mind that he is discovering, and we're hanging out in with him. And then episode six happened, and episode six was the finale. And in episode six, we saw a lot of Moon Knight. Thank God. Which was great because for a freaking character who the show was named after, we have seen painfully little. Painfully little. Just a tiny, tiny amount. So we got to see the personalities of Mark Spector and Stephen Grant reunite and for the first time work in concert with one another in a very not just strong but complementary fashion. That was enjoyable. Both of them have their own distinct Moon Knight persona. Mark Spector, of course, being the more traditional, what you would expect to see from the Moon Knight, the unfiltered mercenary, Stephen Grant, the sass, but also some finally some practical purpose for why the heck is Stephen Grant here? Well, he's he's got his own little fighting style. He had the, he had the batons. He had the dual-wheeled batons. I dug that. 
That was great. That was sweet. Yep. Um, Khonshu and Ahmet got to duke it out a little bit. Oh, man, I can see you just brimming. No, no, I'm good. I'm doing great. It's outstanding. I'm actually fine. I'm great. I swear. (laughs) I actually, I'm actually not that mad about that. But... Give it time. No, I'm, I'm good. No, I'll, I'll get there. Don't, don't worry. I'm going to get there. Yep. Some some point today. Uh, our girl Layla got to become the avatar, the embodiment of Tauret. That was really cool. I did not see that one coming. Neither did I, but that was awesome. And she's actually like based off a comic book character that no one gave a shit about. Okay. So good for her. Okay. Very cool. So that was an unexpected reveal and pull. And her uh, her skill set was outstanding. It was unique. It was, that unique. was important. Yep, she had the metal wings that served both as weapon and shield. I really dug that. I thought that was great. Um, so that that was really cool to see. They utilize the Egyptian mythology that they have been crafting pushing. Yep. and pushing um, with the freeing of Ahmet, with the freeing of uh, of Khonshu from the, from their little stone characters. Excuse me. So that was neat. Not to be unexpected, of course. Moon Knight defeats uh, defeats Haro, defeats Ahmet. Haro having leveled up, powered up, did what you asked Grogu to do, becoming the avatar of Ahmet. Uh, but then, strangely, Riley, we, we did not get to see how exactly Moon Knight took down Haro. We had another blackout. And we went from Harrow having Moon Knight apparently beaten and about ready to finish him off to roles completely reversed. Moon Knight has Harrow beaten. They take Ahmet down. And then, uh, well, the show kind of ends. We get a little end credits, and oh, there's Jake Lockley shooting Harrow who was actually now in a psychiatric ward or a hospital, I assume a psychiatric ward of the hospital, and uh, killing him dead, or so we're led to believe. And that was the show. Yeah, that was... uh, It was great, for the most part. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching a gigantic crocodile and a dead bird brawl out like it was King Kong versus Godzilla. That was great, you know? Although I have no idea if their fight even did anything. I think it was just for effects. Like, like, like think about it. Like, what did that do? They did absolutely nothing. Neither one of them beat each other. They didn't. They, they were just there fighting. They're like, ah, well, we're, instead of watching, let's just duke it out. And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but that's besides the point. I'm not nitpicking. It was fun to watch. Secondly, yes, the Moon Knight scenes in this episode, the last episode, phenomenal. They were. I love seeing him fly, like the arc that his cape, where it creates that crescent moon shape. Beautiful. Sweet. I did that. Beautiful. That's great. Mark's backstory, badass. Mm -hmm. I love how all they needed to show was like, okay, here's him dying, and then Conchie's like, well, you can either die, (laughs) or... Don't you know, work for me. You can be my Moon Knight. And right. He's like, right. Well, what other choice am I gonna gonna have? Mm-hmm. It's either I die or I. <laughs> yeah. Right. So <laughs> kind of caught him in a uh, impossible situation. Right. Classic rock and hard play scenario there. Right. So that was badass. 
And then you have... How about his childhood? How about that getting unfolded a little bit? His mom is not a, great lady. a bitch. Not a great lady. That lady is a bitch. There's another better word, but I will not use that for this podcast because she really is that. So, yeah. Bitch. I was, I was like, that poor guy. Oh. Like, as a, as a parent, you're not supposed to have favorites. This lady clearly had a favorite and never forgave her other living son for that. Like, they're, they're eight. They don't know any better than that. That was tough. Yeah, that was, that was tough. That was pretty unsettling. Um, the poor dad. Yeah. Just a nasty situation with uh, with the dad being caught in the middle, not being assertive enough to bring any kind of tangible healing to that situation. Um, most tragic for, for Mark to have just be shouldering this terrible, terrible guilt about his brother's death and then his mom handling it just atrociously, just as wrong and then some as you could. Um, it, and it was just... I feel like I'm still trying to get settled on how it was revealed that that persona of Stephen Grant emerged just out of Mark's desire to block out the abuse that his mom was inflicting on him. Um, like even just saying that out loud just sounds, oh, oh, it's no, rough, uncomfortable. Yeah, he, rough is a good word. He for easily him. has one of the like saddest backstories we've had from a Marvel character in, like, the MCU, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back to the second-to-last episode of WandaVision, which I thought was really powerful, where they're showing more of Wanda's childhood. For sure. Um, and, and that, also sad, also tragic. This this more so, and as a dad, like, stuff with kids really gets me. Like, I have a, a pretty low, low tolerance and not in the sense of, oh, that shouldn't even be on TV. Not not in that sense, but just a low tolerance and that I just don't enjoy watching it, right? Like, my wife loves Grey's Anatomy, okay? Okay. So we made a, made a bargain at one point where, hey, she's going to watch Breaking Bad with me if I agree to watch Grey's Anatomy with her. I have not held up my end of the bargain. She watched, she watched Breaking Bad with me, loved it. I tried watching Grey's Anatomy with her, and Riley, there are too many freaking episodes in this you know, not real I, I, I TV was, show. I was going to say, dude, Grey's Anatomy's got like 20 seasons. Well, it's got, yeah, bad bargain. Okay, so that's a whole different topic. Whole different topic, correct, correct, bad deal. But there are so many episodes where like kids die. Oh, that's rough. And I just couldn't take it. I'm just like, I can't do this. Like this is just sad all the time and I can't do it. And so in this episode, like I, I was grateful that they, they pulled back. Like when Mark and his brother went to the cave, I like my stomach started hurting. Like I, I don't want to see a kid die. I don't want to see this. And so I was grateful that they just left it to the imagination, essentially, for how it happened. And it was just a well, it happened, but it was still super unsettling, super unsettling. But to their credit, it was also very effective, really effective. It gave purpose and meaning to why is Stephen Grant here, right? Because yeah. I think you and I going back to episodes two and three were very much of the mindset of, come on, let's move on from the Stephen Grant. Let's get more Mark Spector. Um, and it gives me more of an appreciation in hindsight, I think, for that. They made the character, character more worthwhile. They certainly they did. They for sure did. They certainly did. And that's a great accomplishment that this show had. The character development um, was really well done. 
was really well done for both Mark Spector and for for Stephen Grant. Um, the the exploration of the multiple personalities, I think they pulled that off. Um, so there were some real strengths to the show. Any other strengths you want to highlight? Because we need to get into negative town with this bad boy as well. Nah, like like I said, episode six for the most part, I was I was happy with. Mm-hmm. This is still probably like. This might be my, mm, I'd say this is probably my favorite MCU show okay. that we've had, just because it's like standalone on its own. There wasn't like too many mm. connections. There wasn't forced. They're like, let's great just point. yeah, great point. They're like, let's just let this be. Yeah, like with WandaVision, you can kind of like. It's very dependent on what's come before. Yes. Very dependent. Hawkeye for sure. Oh my. Uh, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier Falcon is the same exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. And then Loki yep. for sure. So it was yep. just nice to have like, okay, hmm. new character, his own thing. Right. And we're just gonna let it breathe. Yep. And I enjoyed that. And I enjoy the the exploration of the Egyptian culture. Like that was that was very interesting to me because it's something I didn't know much about. So to get yep. like involved in that, I thought they did a great job. And now bad stuff. Well, almost. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I, I like where you're going with this. I, I appreciate your your overall positive attitude towards it because um, I think this show has more. I think its strengths are greater than its than its weaknesses. For I think sure. what's going to be unfortunate as we get into here is the weaknesses. I think we're largely avoidable, and so it's hard. It's going to be hard for you and I as we talk through these to reconcile these with. Well, we can forgive that. The one thing that that we touched on as we were talking about this even the other day that we just will never know is the actor that we think was set to be one of the prime adversaries. So obviously, Arthur Harrow ended up being the principal and only. Uh, antagonist from, excuse me, start to finish. Which fine. On the show. Ethan Hawke was, was terrific. He killed it. He was terrific. That's a real positive we haven't highlighted yet. But our guy Gaspard, who played Anton Mogart, uh, lasted maybe five minutes, maybe five minutes. Yeah. In that third episode, um, since that actor ended up passing away, I, I and you were both curious. Like, hey. How much did that influence how this show had to conclude? Because I, I, the the gaps, like the negatives, are so bizarre to me that it doesn't feel. It almost feels unintentional. Like crap, we're trying to spackle something together here at the end instead of this is what we were truly crafting towards this whole time. But then here's my other thing too, because I thought that they finished filming before he died. Maybe they did. Sure. So then I'm like, why? I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to give him an out. I don't know if it's I think I think it's legit or not. To me, they they I feels like they had the dilemma of okay, do we introduce this character that we plan on keeping around for a while, and then like, and then go through the process of recasting the actor, or do we just run it off and then just save this for somebody else? Yeah. And that's the real question you have to ask. And I don't know. I don't know if Marvel will ever touch on his actual fullness because they were talking about him like he's going to be a bigger role. Yeah. Well, in a couple scenes that, that stick out in my mind that lead to that question is when Harrow having taken on the power of Ahmet or has he yet? No, 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 that's not true. He has not yet where he comes into that hall of the gods and 
he takes down all the other avatars. We don't see that, right? We see him point the staff, purple light flashes. I thought that was a weird scene to to cut away from, where we didn't get to see more of him of Harold being unleashed and tearing it up. Right. I thought that was too that was too easy. Like if all these avatars have all these additional abilities, that seemed way too simple for him to just wipe them out with relative ease. I agree. So that that's just one of those scenes that just feels incomplete. And then the flashback piece where they don't show us what's going on with Jake Lockley, it's like, I, I don't think that's in the same category. I think it's different. But I don't know. Just trying to figure, just trying to understand it. Like the it. final I'm not scene? not sure I do. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go to Negative Town. We've been in Positiveville for a bit. Let's let's go to Negative Town. What what did you not like with this last couple episodes? I was watching that last episode, Jordan. And I told you this on the phone. Yep. I said I was watching. I'm watching Moon Knight get his ass kicked. I'm like, all right, Jake's coming in. Yep. Like, Jake's coming in. Yep. I'm like, here we go. Jake's coming in. Oh, and boy, did they tease it hard with all the oh, yeah. all the flashbacks. And then did the eye roll back? Sarcophagus. I'm like, I go, yes, here we go, here we go. And then blackout. And I'm like, no! Yeah. No! And I'm still upset. Like, why would you take that away? We you give you could have got you could have given us and shown us how badass Jake Lockley is. I have no idea. See if he has his own Moon Knight esque suit. I, have I don't know. No idea. Of course he does. You would think. And, and, and it's just like, why why cut away from that? It doesn't make logical sense to me. Like, let the dude go. Like, let's, we, you've been building him up. You've been building up the entire show. And then instead of, like, showing him off at the end, yep. you decide, okay, so, <laughs> joke's on you guys. End credit scene. Here's Jake. And to top it all off, he only speaks Spanish. Such a weird thing by the way yeah let's we have a british guy we have an english guy we are an american let's make him spanish what really doesn't make sense about that is how can you not have the eye roll the the jake lockley persona take over in the moon knight suit right we see so in other words what we would see expect to see is a different version of the suit but it's still distinctly moon knight's just okay this is a third version now we get to see a rewarding action sequence where he goes from 99.9% defeated to, oh, now he's doing the butt kicking. He completes the butt kicking. He's that overpowering. He's just, it's incredible. He's taking Harold by storm, all of his men. It's unbelievable. We're rejoicing in the greatest action sequence we've seen in the entire show. I'm breaking glass bottles. I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I got nothing. Men are weeping. Yes. Babies are rejoicing. This is exactly what, yes. And then the, the eyes roll back again, and okay, now we're back to the Mark persona. We don't even have to have the Jake Lockley name dropped. No. But let us see it happen. Right. Let us see it happen. I can understand it way back in episode one where we're being introduced to the the mechanics. Okay. Correct. I get that. I can forgive that. But don't you dare do that in the last episode. That's nonsense. That's not okay. And the worst part... That's not okay. I think the worst part of it is I would be okay with it if they're like, season two Moon Knight comes out next year. Then I might be okay with it. 
because then I, I know I'm I getting still more. Wouldn't be. But at this, but like, because then you're exploring. Okay, well, Mark's fighting with himself again. It's like those two versus Jake for control. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you gave us nothing, so I have no idea. Because now, if he, let's say he pops up in the most logical thing that for him to for him to pop up in right now would probably be Blade. If anything soon, I doubt he'll show up in Doctor Strange. So that would be my guess. Right, if right. he's going to show up next in anything soon, it would be Blade. And to have them just skip over that, like, okay, Jake's here, it wouldn't make sense. Yep. It would not make sense. So you just leave, you left him off in such a weird, uncomfortable spot where you're like, okay, you have to do a season two. You have to do a season two or a full movie for him, which I'm okay with that too. Sure. But like... You have to make a decision. Because now if he shows up in something else, it's not going to make sense. Mm -hmm. Unless it's before the show. Because he was technically Moon Knight throughout the entire snap. From what I understand. Hmm. So I don't know. But I mean, yeah, you build you built up Jake you, for you have so to show it. You have long. to show it. That's just a classic case, I think, of the powers that be outsmarting themselves. Like thinking through it beyond what was... Like this was a layup. This was a layup. This is like, I'm going to speak out of my depth here, okay? Because you know I'm not a hardcore NBA guy. But once upon a time, I used to enjoy watching the NBA. Okay? okay, I used to watch the slam dunk contest growing up, okay? This is like, hey, all you need to do is dunk. You just need to complete a dunk. Like, it can be the most basic dunk in the world. You've just pulled off all these spectacular, unique slams. You just have to literally jump up dunk the ball, doesn't even have to be special, and you win the contest. You win. And the guy's like, nah, I'm going to pull out my most complex move yet. You're not even going to see it. <laughs> the ball's gone. The ball's gone. It's I'm like, going to dunk air. Right, right. And it's unnecessarily elaborate. It doesn't accomplish the goal, and you lose. That's what it feels like. It just feels like it was actually really simple. All we needed was the simple expected thing because the anticipation has been built for five episodes let's bring it to that place of completion and we didn't get that it, it is it's just it was very dissatisfying and now it's now, now we wait because we don't know what they're going to do with it well right because now it's this awkward hey mark specter and stephen grant tell conchu hey you said you'd leave us and conchu goes fair enough you're right but conchu knows what Mark and Steven don't know, which is there's that third persona, Jake, who has not dismissed Conchu. So that body that all these individuals inhabit, Conchu's still got ownership there. He's not gone. He's not out of the picture. Which, by the way, they did Conchu so well in this show. They did Conchu like they nailed him. Sure. Like that's exactly the kind of dick move Conchu would do. You bet. You bet. So they, they nailed him perfectly. But yeah. it is, it's just... Let, let me ask this, right? Okay. Where I thought it was going to conclude prior to the end credit scene where we get Jake Lockley, I thought that this show was going to end with, we've seen the origin of Moon Knight and the Khonshu pairing is over. But like in the comics, Khonshu is not a tangible active part of Mark Spector and Moon Knight's thing, 
right? Like he, he is not a uniquely superpowered individual, correct? Yes and no. So I'll, there's like, it, it depends on the run from what I understand. Okay. There's some runs where people are like, Khonshu is, is actually like a separate personality itself. So like he's also a personality in Mark's head. Gotcha. And then there's other people where he is that superpowered being. Cause yep. Like there was this most, uh, there in the Avengers, in current Avengers run, like Moon Knight, Contra tells Moon Knight, okay, you need to go get all this stuff. We have to save the world. So yep. like he goes and steals like the Iron Fist from Iron Fist, and he goes and steals Mjolnir, and he steals like mm. another thing, and then gotcha. And then he finds out, and Contra's like, yeah, so about that, we're gonna take all that stuff. But we're like, we're going to rule now. And Moon Knight's like, nah, dude, we ain't doing that. So it's just like, so yes, he is a god in the same aspect. Yep. But like, yep. yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like the... Moon Knight's power set in this show was enhanced beyond what we typically see in the comics. They definitely hit. Right, like that's, like... Not, that's not a street level dude. Like that's a guy that can go toe to toe with exceptionally, again, enhanced individuals. Yeah, he... Uh... He definitely got a little bit of mystical yeah. abilities so tied on. I, so I thought what was going to happen is they're going to scale him back, which I was all for, right? We got the origin. They're going to bring him back to a little bit more of a street-level capable oh, and guy. Like a real suit. Yes. Yeah, that would have been cool. Right. And so I, I was okay with the Kanchu piece being tied off. Like I, I personally am ready to be done with the, the Egyptian mysticism piece. Let's move on to other things. doesn't seem like that's the way they're going to go with the character. So I'll have to make my peace uh, with that. 50-50. I'm 50-50 on that. The way they left that off, they're like, okay, they killed Harrow. And now I think I think it's up for anything right now. Because, again, they left it off at such a weird spot. You're like, well, what am I going to do? Because he's still the the Moon Knight. Yep. Jake is. Yep. Jake's now the Moon Knight. So it's like, who else is Contra going to go after? That's the question. Because... Sure. In this, he was protecting the world from Ahmet, but like now, what does he think needs justice? Because mm-hmm. he's obviously won his seat back in in with the the people of the or the Egyptian pantheon or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be curious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, um, overall, the show was was fine. It, it's I'm glad that you have it as highly ranked as you do. Um, for me, this just personal preference thing. It's not that high, but it was well made. Yeah, I just wish that the misses would not have been so, so big. I don't think they need to be that significant. There's always going to be little nits to pick, right? Things you're going ah, that doesn't quite fit or feel right. These just seem like pretty big, big nits. They they were legit like cliffhangers. Yes. These are cliffhanger cliffhangers. Like you don't leave off with that and then not tell us what's coming next i gotta say that's exactly what i expected though because of how loki concluded i thought we've seen this before where episode five of loki ends we're going wow there's a lot to cover here guys and frankly even in freaking hawkeye episode five ends we're going wow there's a there's a lot that they haven't concluded this is now a pattern with these shows where they are not most recent shows, Loki, Hawkeye, and now Moon Knight, are not getting their business taken care of and sorted out by the conclusion of that sixth episode. I, I see. I can defend Loki just because 
they did confirm we were going to get a season two. Okay. I can't I can't do it with the other two because right. you're right, right because it feels like they just haven't figured out their pacing for their shows. Yeah, taking too long to get to the big reveals, taking too long to get to Kingpin, taking too long to actually let Moon Knight freaking be Moon Knight. It's pretty much it's like a roller coaster ride, you know, where you're going all the way up yep. and then instead of like it going, "Oh, more," it just drops. It's, it's like the okay, let me take this back. Do it. Not a roller coaster ride. It's like the log ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you have all this build up and then it's one drop and then yep. you're out. Right. That's what it is. It's the right. log ride. You're good. Sorry, my guy. It's it's just Miss Marvel. She can she can fall off for a little bit. It's okay. Thank you. Why is never mind. We'll focus on that later. <laughs> but yeah, so Yeah. So anyway. Big picture. Let, we don't have to dwell on this topic for very long because we do need to get into some Doctor Strange predictions. Yes. We're, boy, we're running long. We got a lot of good things. <clears throat> Big picture. My question is, is this expansion where we're getting more and more characters dropped into these, these stories, into this universe... Is this a way, I know there's a lot of wish fulfillment here of, oh, it'd be cool if we had this character in that show. Well, it wouldn't be cool if this character got their own show. Is that really what's best for the overall story? Because we are, we're at a point where it seems as though the box is just open. Every character is a possibility for their own show to be in a movie, so on and so forth. I'm worried we're losing part of what has made this run so special. That we're going to have a little bit of a diluted product here. That we're getting quantity well over quantity. And we've had a really unique run where we've had a heck of a blend of both. Of both quantity and quality. And it feels like we're just getting a lot of quantity. And the quality is not where it needs to be. Like, I think, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. I think for them now, I think they have to really figure out, okay, is this character worthwhile? How well has this character done in, like, comics? Yeah. And see where that lands. And I think the most important thing is, so you could look at, you could look at characters like Moon Knight, where you're like, you know what, that guy... You should give him a show. Mm-hmm. He's he's a cool enough character that people could get behind. That there are those niche fans for Moon Knight. They're they're like yes, and there's not, and there's a lot of freedom with Moon Knight because there's been so many different things done with the character. Yep, that people aren't going to be like. That's super a formula upset. we've seen work before, right? Yes. It doesn't have to be your A list character. So ag- agreed. I think the character in particular with Moon Knight, good choice. Yeah. Yep. But then you have characters like. I think Echo is going to be a prime example. Yep. Echo was introduced in another show. Yep. She should not have had a, a show confirmed until they saw how well her character was received in Hawkeye. Sure. In my opinion, that is not a character that deserves a show at this point in time. Yep. Could she earn it? Yes. Because, let's be real, Black Widow not having a movie for as long as she did is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She could have had her own movie, or she could have done, she could have benefited from a limited series. Sure. Right? Hawkeye, same thing. Falcon and Winter Soldier is not a show that I think any of us initially would have said that we were excited for. 
But to your point, those characters were proven to be worthwhile over the course of many movies. Correct. So that now when the show is announced, we're going, you bet, we're going to eat that up. And be- we did. Because they took the time to establish those characters, make them worthwhile. Right. People fell in love with Bucky Barnes yep. after Winter Soldier, How of course. How can you not? How can you not? They fell in love with Falcon the same way. Yep. Like, you have all this time spent with these characters where you you go to that point and you're like, you know what? I would watch that guy by himself. Yep. Tom Hiddleston's Loki, another prime example. That, look, to be honest... That is a great example. That to, is a great example. To be honest, Loki probably could have had his own movie too. Mm-hmm. And people would have went and watched because people love Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Yep. But to have, like... Yeah, like, and that was a character that was outstanding in that format of for that TV sure. show. And look, Miss Marvel getting her own show, I will give you, I'll give that to Marvel because Miss Marvel going for a different different well, group. Yeah, and Miss yep. Marvel on top of that is popular in Marvel in her own right. Yep. In so the that one realm. makes sense. Right. But I almost feel like they could have introduced her into the Captain Marvel movie first before giving her her own show mm-hmm. because I think she would have benefited more from looking up to her idol, getting the powers, and then going off and doing her own thing and trying to be... She could have been uh, the equivalent to Spider-Man with Tony. That's what that equivalent relationship could have been. And so to get, like... I mean, come on. Let's look at Sony. Why the hell are we getting all of these... Jordan, they announced an El Muerto movie. This is a character... That has had two comic book appearances, as far as I know, as far as I've researched mm-hmm. and seen. Mm-hmm. He's shown up in two issues. Two issues. Do you know how many issues Spider-Man has had over the years? Thousands. Thousands. And you're giving a movie to a character that no one gives an absolute flying fuck about. Are you kidding me? We're getting him before we're getting... Look, so many Craven others. the Hunter. So many others. Craven the Hunter, great character. Great character. I'm not going to take away from Craven the Hunter. That dude should be in a Spider-Man movie before he should be in his own solo movie. Or give... Yep. I would have watched a Craven show. I for sure would have watched a Craven show. Not a movie. Why would I watch that movie? You have not built up Craven the Hunter. There are certain characters that you can get away with not building up. Yep. Craven is not one of them. A lot of these characters, they're getting to that point where they're... Look, their hand's been in the fishbowl. Okay? Yep. They've been getting goldfish after goldfish after goldfish, and now they're like, oh, well, there's a bottom feeder, there's a beta, and you're getting like, and there's there's a grouper. Why is the grouper in there? We don't know. And you're they're trying to figure out what tank to put them in, and it's like, maybe you just let it this back into the ocean. Analogy. Why don't Love you this. let it back into the ocean? Let him swim away. I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. No. But that's, that's what I, I think. And, and that's and that's where the balance is missed, right? Where the balance is struck, to your point, hey, this is where we're getting characters that have already been established that we now know, yes, we will take more of them, and we enjoy that. But the balance being missed is that quantity piece where, hey, we just got to produce something, so we're going to pick this rando. We don't know anything about them yet, and when you're not able to tell a great story with that character... That's just that's just not worth it. You can't just throw CG onto a. We saw this with Morbius. Ton of CG, no story. Okay. There has to be a reason 
to tell the story with that character. If you've got that, then you've got a chance to have some pretty doggone special. And Morbius should have shown up in something else before he showed up. Right. Because he did not have a prior strong enough fan base. And I think that's what you have to look at. You have to look at some of these characters and be like, look, they have not earned that yet. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with Marvel not being able to establish a character or DC to establish a character. Right. But like, let me ask you this. Would have you watched an HBO Penguin show if you would have never seen the Batman? No. No way. Absolutely no way. not. But be because Colin Farrell kicked ass in that movie, they're like, okay, we we could actually benefit from him having his own show because right. he's so good of a character and right. he's established it. Right, because the people that are going to watch that show are the people that watch the movie first. Exactly. 100%. 100%. So I think that's just what it comes down to is, look, you can do a show or a movie about any character you want to do it, but make us... Show him, the mo- show him in the movie first. Yes. Right? Show him in a movie with a character that's more prominent. I, I agree. I think that is, I think that's a big, big piece that's missing right now. And again, I think that comes back to, hey, they feel like, well, we got to put out all this content. You don't have to be in a hurry. No. You've got, you've got all of our money. <laughs> You're going to keep getting it whenever you put this content out. You don't need to be in a rush at all. And people are still going to come to the Disney Plus platform, watch what you have on there. You do not need to be in a hurry to make original content for all these characters that we just we haven't even seen in any of these movies yet. And that's and see, I feel like DC has more of a problem with that than Marvel does. Sure, because I DC for some reason is like we have to catch up to Marvel. We have to catch up to Marvel, dude. You've had so many good individual movies. Yep. Just take your time, build those characters up, and yep. then, you know what? If you want a Justice League Again, movie... don't need to be in a rush. Right. But, like, Sony I'm not even going to talk about. Nope. We're not going to invest nope. money in Sony. Honestly, I'm looking into the camera right now. Do us a favor. Boycott all the Sony movies, unless it's Spider-Man. But boycott the rest of all of them. If the MCU is not involved, it's not worth our time. We need to prove... If this is going to be our podcast official policy, I'm totally in. We need to prove totally to them... In that they're not doing it right and we're not going to support it because apparently Morbius was not enough to get through their thick skulls. So, that's where I'm at with that. Love it. But, yeah, DC, because originally when DC started pushing out Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, that's what it felt like. It felt like they were trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. Like, enjoy Mm -hmm. the characters. It even still feels like now with some of the movies that they're coming out with, they're, like, trying to... They're so focused on trying to get everybody. To they be still connected. just lack that. Yeah, they still just lack that cohesive leadership from the top. They just do. And they'll get there, maybe. Maybe. Maybe with maybe. the new buyout that maybe didn't discovery by them now. I think so. I think they're talking about establishing. Yeah, news to me. But yeah. So anyhow, there's there remains plenty of potential, and just I wish, and I don't see this happening, but I wish they would just take their time. I wish they would winnow down a little bit. I feel like the excitement and the ability to do anything is maybe a little bit unprecedented. That's still new, right? Like it's, oh, excuse me, it's only very recently that Disney acquired all the X-Men characters, that they have all of those previously owned by Fox characters and like the Fantastic Four. And I this feels like it's feeding into that, where it's like, oh my gosh, we can do it all. It's like, wait. Part of what worked so well 
Is that you took during that initial run is you took your time and you told outstanding stories with characters that didn't have prior popular culture outside of comic book nerddom, right? Yeah. Established expectations. So take your time. Don't rush. Don't pump out the content just to fill the quota. Let's keep picking your spots. Keep picking your characters and focus on them for a good stretch of time before we get to that next character. And I think I think what scares me the most with them acquiring Fox, because look, I'm all cool with Kevin Feige getting his hands on Fantastic Four. Yep. I think that's overdue that we've gotten a good Fantastic Four, a good, fa- good Doctor Doom. That's overdue. I'm okay with him getting characters like Deadpool because I think I still think with Ryan Reynolds behind that it'll be fine. Agreed. I'm I'm concerned about how they're gonna handle the X Men yep. because it's such a big it's such a big franchise. It's it's yeah, it's such huge. a big franchise. It's huge. And I've told you this too. Like there are so many characters yep. in the X Men where they could be their own. Like if the X Men left Marvel, they could compete with DC and marvel by themselves correct because there's so many mutants you can just they're a self-sustaining pick. entity they don't Absolutely. need to be wrapped into the marvel world to do well and that's what they feel like in the comics too they feel Agreed. like they're off on their own separate stuff all the time yeah so well geez the 90s i mean the x-men comics that was that's about it isn't quite that like frankly. prime x-men that's about it correct that is the sweet spot for x-men yeah, the rest of the Avengers weren't uh, weren't really worried about. They weren't putting out... <laughs> nobody else was putting out worthwhile content. It was the X-Men and Daredevil. And Daredevil. <laughs> but it's just... And, uh, that's, yeah, that's we're, at a really, we're at a really critical point. This is a good chance to transition into Doctor Strange. Yes. Well, first of Madness. We won't spend a lot of time on this because we're going we're gonna to talk for three hours if we do. I am looking forward to this movie. It's going to be good. Yep. And I'm trying to tell myself, hey, keep it into, like, enjoy it within the context of just the movie. This feels so much, and I'm really really nervous about this. It feels so much like it's a movie that is more about what's going to come after this movie than it is this this chapter of the story. That makes me nervous. Because I think that could really spoil something that should be really good. We have not had a Doctor Strange solo movie since 2016. So Which I would like to wild. get a great That's and wild. enjoyable Doctor Strange movie. I don't want it to become all about, well, look at all these other things we could be doing. Give me this. Yeah. Give me this. So I think this, I'm nervous about that. Look, Very nervous. I think what makes me the most nervous is... The fact that there's a good chance, like you said, to look at different opportunities, but to go off nostalgia. Yeah. Because if you look at yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, it was a perfect mixture of nostalgia and, like, a good Spider-Man story. But, like, with Doctor Strange, it just feels like, okay, well, we've, che- we- we've teased uh, Professor X. 
And not only did we tease Professor X, he's not in a wheelchair. He's in the 90s hover chair, which, by the way, badass. Okay, first of all, I'll say that right off the bat. Right. Badass. Fantastic. Secondly, how dare you reveal that in a, in a TV spot trailer? You, you do better. Do better. The fact that we got Captain no, Carter's shield dropping in a TV spot, do better. I'm so, that, that irritated the shit out of me. I was like, what? Why? That's such a reveal. That's such a junior high move. Like, oh you're an gosh. adult. Grow up. Grow up. And I think that's what worries me just a skosh is I don't want them to... I, I want this to feel... And it. And from what I've heard, Wanda obviously is going to have a huge role in this, which yep. is great. Yep. I think Elizabeth Olsen has been killing it. Yep. Okay? So if it's really going to be this magic fight, which is what it should be, between Doctor Strange and Wanda, for and whoever knows, no one knows what Scarlet Witch's main goal is besides probably getting her kiddos, kiddos back. There you go. So to have these two be duking it out, that needs to be the main part, and then whatever Baron Mordo is going to be doing. So it'll be like a probably like a three way fight where Mordo is going to be in the middle trying to figure out what's what's yeah. going to benefit the rest of it. Sure, but like. I'm very concerned with the runtime. Like, it is less than two hours. And you've had, like, and... That makes me very nervous. Who, who all, and by the way, who caused the multiversal rift? That's also going to be something interesting. Yeah. Are they going to mention Loki? Is Loki going to show up in this? Because I feel like Loki should be showing up in he this. He should. Right? He, he should. So to have... He should. So to have Loki show up in this because his show was so essential to the multiverse. That's what we were led to believe, right? They kill... That particular variant, that particular of Kang, version yeah. of Kang, and allegedly that leads to the the multiverse uh, being revealed and how, coming untethered. And like how much longer, like not that I'm against the multiverse because I think just having the multiverse exist is just great opportunity for Marvel to be like, okay, you know what, we want to start over. They can do that in a different universe and still keep what's going on. Yeah. Fine by me, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's going to get to that point where I'm like, I, I don't care anymore. Like, they I gotta feel be like. careful. Because I feel they like. They really have to be careful. They've got to they've gotta set some boundaries and stay within them. Again, it comes back to that quantity piece. You don't have to do all these things. Correct. Do a thing. Do a couple of things and do them really well. You have decades of comics to draw from and you have established a fan base they'll eat up and consume and pay for whatever it is that you produce you don't have to be in a hurry correct to produce so much at once and do it out of this place of haste oh so yeah I, i'm looking forward to it oh boy i'm nervous so here's the I'm question nervous. that we have to ask now out of all the characters that you could see pop up in here. What would you, who would you want, who would be like the most ideal out of the ones that haven't been confirmed yet? Because I'm pretty sure that that's going to be the Illuminati, some yep. form of the Illuminati. Yep. So I guess it could be somebody that's part of the Illuminati or like, yeah. I would, I'm eager for the X-Men in general. Uh, me too. Um, so either them or the Fantastic Four is what I would like to to get out of this. Would you like to see all four of them or just have like Reed? 
all four of them. I'd like to see him come from an alternate dimension. I think that would be a really sweet tie-in. Yeah, that's right. Now, how would you want them to come in, though? Would you want them to be, like, a part of the MCU, but they got forgotten about or something? I'd love for them to be from a different universe. Okay, so if we're going to do this multiverse thing, different universe, let's say they battled or were adversaries of Kang from their universe. Okay. Right? I think that'd be pretty slick. That's what I would want to see. Okay. Because I think, because to me, there's two options that can happen. Either they establish and leave the multiverse alone yep. and you have the multiverse established forever which i think is what they will do mm-hmm. or you can have them be like okay we're going back to one timeline and yep. if that happens then for some reason you're gonna have to have a good reason for okay fantastic four over here x-men over, over here i would like to see the inhumans get redeemed mm-hmm. from we were supposed to get a movie and then they reduced that down to a tv oh, show and then now they're just not here i think that's going to take away from some characters that they can have yep like Black Bolt's sick as hell. Black Bolt, a good Black Bolt would be awesome. Do I care about the rest of them? Not really. I don't. It's be real. But Black Bolt, oh, sick. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see yep. what happens. I think um, I told you this, and I told uh, I told Gundy. I was like, look, if Deadpool shows up in this movie, the my coworkers will see a different side of me that they've never seen before. I will shit my pants. I will have to diaper up for tomorrow because I will shit my pants. I will freak out because that is like my dream is just to see him back and just to know that he's coming back at doing, some point. He's he, coming. Well, I know he is, and I know yeah. that they've confirmed it. Yeah. But it's been so long. Like if he would have been with Fox, we would have had Deadpool three by now, or an X Force movie, or both. But we haven't, and I miss him so much. He's coming. He's coming. But it'll be interesting to see. So I guess that's what I'm, I would be looking forward to. Love it. And I think, I do you think it's going to be Wanda that brings the mutants in? Are we going to get a reverse House of M? If it's not, again, I think that's Marvel outsmarting themselves. Have her bring him in. Have have it be the invert of the House of M or the inversion of the House of M. That'd be very cool. I'd love I'd love for Wanda to be involved in some capacity. That's my wish. So, and we've already had what like three or four variants confirmed for Doctor Strange. Sure. And we've yeah. got, and I think, well, Wanda's. We have two for Wanda because they showed the zombie one of her and the regular one. So, I think that's the, yeah. yeah. I guess we, that's the bag. We're just gonna have to go and see it, man. We're just gonna have to see what happens. Like I have, I for out of all the other movies that we've like covered, this is legit the one that I have no idea what's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. even if I say it, I don't believe it. You know, <laughs> like No Way Home, I had some theories that I yeah. like semi believed yeah. and was like, oh, this is plausible. Right. This, I got nothing. Yeah. Who's gonna die? Couldn't tell you. Probably a lot of people if they do it right. What's the starfish dude doing in there? I don't know. I've, he's a monster. They're gonna fight him. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Jack shit over here. Hey, in that's Bean's right. World. That's all right. It's right where we should be. That's right where we should be. Yeah. All right. I think we should tie it off right there. Right there. Let's do it. All right. That's well, great. On that. On that note, follow us on YouTube, JP and the Beanstalk. Uh, uh, I'd say uh, follow us on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. But you know, you found us and you're listening. So keep it up. Yep. Keep it up. And then we're also on Facebook at JP and the Beans Talk. You bet. So, and Instagram, JP and the Beans Talk. 
you know, if you just type in JP and the Beanstalk, you're gonna you'll, get us. you'll probably you're find us. us. We're you'll there. You'll probably find us. So on that note, Godspeed. Adios.